In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father Bates, I thank you for uh, the recognition of these 49 years. Indeed, when Jane and I came from Fredericksburg the other day and pulled into the parking lot, that sign out there, and I thought, wow, that's me. Um, I would be greatly remiss, and I think all of you know this, that um, if I did not mention that for the last 25 or 26 years uh, in this journey of, of the ministry, uh, for these 25, 26 six years, I've had a fantastic helper. Jane, would you stand up, please? I want you to stand up. Jane is, Jane is steady ground. Please, thank you. Um, you. You probably know that when certain things happen in the church, uh, the national church or whatever, uh, I know Father Bates knows this, I go up and down like a yo-yo, boy, my emotions, I'm just higher than a kite or lower than you know what. And, and uh, Jane is a steady ground. She's kept this guy kind of, it'll be all right, just be patient, trust, believe. You know, you know. Well, thank you. Um, and then I would have to say, uh, in regard to that podcast, you know, trying to, to listen to the sermons, and, and Father Bates says, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people call. Well, actually, one person called. Well, I was that person. We were, we, we were, we were on vacation, and I wanted to listen to the rector's sermons while I was gone. You believe that? <laughs> I would have called if I, I mean, I would have tried to listen if I'd thought about it, but um, anyway. Uh, uh, an incredible gospel reading from, from the gospel of Mark this morning. Um, two uh, fa fabulous stories. Uh, the one lady who had been ill for 12 years, and then the leader of the synagogue's daughter who was ill and died. I, I've chosen to speak about the, the woman who has been hemorrhaging who has been bleeding for 12 years. Stop and think about it. This lady has, has suffered a great deal. She's spent all her money. She's getting worse, not better. She's frail, emaciated, anemic. Her husband has, has divorced her. She is considered unclean. Sort of like, if you will, a leper. And what that means in a practical sense is she could not enter the court of the women in the temple. She was unclean. Or like she would not be able to come into this space of worship. So she was physically exhausted. And she was socially ostracized. This, this woman's sickness, her illness has named her it's dominated her, it's consumed her, and for all practical purposes, she is as good as dead, like the daughter of the leader of the synagogue. Well, the day that we encounter her, uh, she's down to her last hope. If you recall, Jesus, surrounded by this great throng of people, is passing by. And she says to herself, if I can just touch his garment, somehow if I can just touch his garment, I will be made whole. 
and, and so you picture that scene. It's, it's kind of like in one desperate lunge, she, she reaches out this bony little hand and, and somehow touches the hem, the bottom of his garment, or maybe those tassels hanging there. And if you picture that, the fact that she touches the bottom of his garment, the hem, that, that could be an indication that the only way she could get to Jesus was to crawl through these people, to crawl through their legs, to get up close enough to Jesus to be able to touch him. But the miracle did happen. Her hemorrhaging, her bleeding stopped immediately. She was made whole. Jesus could have gotten angry. He could have rebuked her. After all, she was unclean. And to have someone unclean touch you was not something that people particularly enjoyed having to happen to them. Um, He had every right to do so, to get angry at her. but, But instead, do you recall what he called her? Daughter. My daughter. And that's the only time in all of scripture and all the recorded stories that we have Jesus calling anyone daughter. She couldn't remember. She could not remember the last time she had received any term of affection. And so to one who is starved for love, a word of affection can be a feast. And Jesus, as he was prone to do, instead of a feast, gave her a banquet. Around our faith, around the Christian faith, there are certain traditions that have grown up. And and one of the great traditions, I believe, is that... um, This woman, who is called Veronica, she is that very woman who walked along the way of the cross with Jesus. And when the blood and the sweat were stinging his eyes, she wiped his forehead. She, in an hour of great need, received his healing touch, and he in an hour of great pain received hers. But there could be no question. Jesus gave her new life, new hope, a new future. You can stop right there. It's an incredible story. But I think there's even just a little bit more to the story. Jewish men especially rabbis, including Jesus, wore what was called a talyot, or, if you will, a prayer shawl. Uh, Even today, some Jewish women uh, wear a prayer shawl, as do some Christian women, and in certain parishes, there are groups that needlepoint um, uh, um, prayer shawls and give them to people who are sick in their parish. Tal... Talyot, tal means tent, and ith means little. So a talyot 
is a little tent, a personal space for prayer, somewhat like the chasuble that Father Bates will put on in a moment when he approaches this altar. Part of a tayyid, for lack of a better word, is kind of like a stole, but it's sort of built into the tayyid, and hanging down at the bottom are tassels, fringes. And on each side, on each one, there are eight fringes, tassels, hanging down. Eight on this side and eight on that side. Why eight? Why are there eight tassels? Well, seven, seven is the number of completeness, as in seven days a week. The number eight, think about this, the number eight signifies a new beginning, a new beginning. So, by wrapping oneself in a tallyet, one places oneself under the sheltering arms and love of God. The tallyet itself is a symbol of hope, of new life, of resurrection. And so the woman in today's passage, reaching for those tassels hanging there at the bottom, she's reaching. She's reaching for a new life, for the promises of God, for a new beginning. And God does not let her down. If in any way you feel as if you are hemorrhaging financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, remember, remember this, remember this story. It looked really, really bad for this woman. It looked really, really bad for Jesus on the cross. Are, are, are you going to believe all the evidence that stacked up against you? Are, are you going to believe in the promises of God? The evidence stacked up against you are the promises of God. That was the question of faith for this woman. And it's also the question of faith for us. Amen.